Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution, and happy to be your podcast host today. And I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of Fuse, the insurance marketing software that skyrockets retention, boosts policy per customer, makes your clients love your agency. Without you having to hire more staff programmers or technologists, if you haven't done it lately, now more than ever, I urge you visit agencyrevolution.com, request a demo of this award-winning software today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to share a couple of comments, and I want to do this with full disclosure. When I uh, sold my interest in Agency Revolution, I sold 100%. Uh, so my roles there, former CEO, uh, former executive chair, and now uh, just the humble podcast host. So if you buy it, if you don't buy it, it, it no overrides, no commissions, no royalties go to Michael Jans. Uh, but I am, uh, I am reminded and in some ways deeply moved uh, that in a crisis like this, a communication tool that allows you to communicate uh, deeply, elegantly to deliver value is something that it would seem to me is uh, a non-optional, um, a non-optional uh, tool in an agency's toolbox. Uh, I I don't pay a lot, much attention to the day-to-day ops at Agency Revolution. Occasionally, I will check the Slack channels, and from time to time, I like to see the client success channel because it always makes me tingle. Um, there are a couple of comments that uh, floated by earlier today. Uh, I just wanted to share with you. I'll keep them anonymous. They were posted by Rachel Newton uh, from the Agency Revolution staff. Um, terrific person. Here's one. Had a check-in call with Tim at uh, Anonymous Agency. He was talking with his wife and agency owner. The topic, quote, can you imagine how much work it would have been to manually tell all of our clients what different carriers are doing for COVID-19? Fuse is such a powerful tool. It's been an absolute lifesaver during uh, during what is going on in our communities. Here's another one, Jennifer, um, from another agency. <laughs> Today, uh, New York made it a requirement for insurance producers to reach out to all their clients, letting them know what uh, the carriers are giving COVID grace periods, depending on the type of policy they have. Jennifer said she would have had no idea how to be able to do this if it wasn't for Fuse. I have pages of comments from clients who are writing Agency Revolution, uh, expressing their gratitude. Uh, it touches me deeply, but most of all, again, reminds me of the importance that in the insurance industry, the leadership role that we have and the capacity we have to deliver value, meaning, confidence, and clarity to people in, uh, at a time when they so desperately need it. So uh, regarding today's podcast, it fits within the theme of recent podcasts where I've been focusing on, uh, well, finding uh, guest experts who I think uh, whose information can help you 
guide your uh, agency and enterprise through this very difficult period. Uh, Dr. Hartwig on the impact of the economy um, or the impact of the virus on the economy, on the industry, and on your agency. Brad Rubin on t uh, uh, securing um, your uh, remote equipment, securing your uh, data and your customers' data. Bill Wilson on the coverage issues that your team will have and that your clients will have. Dave Clausen, I think, provided a uh, unique insight on how modern agencies, um, uh, how they operate and uh, how they can operate really successfully during a, a crisis like this. Um, and Gene Salvatore. Uh, on the critical issues of leadership and communication in such a difficult time. And today, uh, it occurred to me that uh, I am seeing a lot of communications on social where people are asking, does it feel okay to sell? And I'll share with you what a lot of marketers are doing now is they're shifting their focus from customer acquisition to audience expansion uh, or filling the, um, uh, the front end of the pipeline. And um, it, it, uh, then it occurred to me that there's a terrific uh, tool to do that in the modern age. And I happen to be uh, colleagues with the guy who's the best, Walt Goshert, the insurance industry's expert on the application of LinkedIn, the fastest growing social platform in our space, and how to use LinkedIn uh, to do exactly what I'm talking about. Initiate relationships, strengthen relationships, build trust, uh, get attention and be appropriately recognized. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, Walt, uh, in this conversation, Walt delivers a master class. He breaks it down. He'll put it back together. Uh, he, I can promise you this. A lot of the confusion is going to go right out the window and you're going to see things about LinkedIn as a potential tool that you've probably never seen before. Uh, you may f you may feel like you're uh, eavesdropping on um, uh, a couple of uh, a couple of marketers getting punchy on a Friday afternoon, and that's only because you're eavesdropping on a couple of marketers getting punchy on a Friday afternoon. But I think uh, Walt delivered, uh, like I said, a masterclass. I took pages of notes, and well, I'm I'm in the marketing business. I learned things uh, that um, uh, that are very valuable. So without further ado, great privilege of mine to be able to introduce you to this conversation with Walt Goshart. Walt Goshart, <laughs> thanks right. so much for joining us today. How are you? Yes, good morning. I'm doing fantastic, even in the midst of all this. In the midst of all of this. So I, yeah. I, I, wanna, I do want to frame this conversation. First of all, one, I think it's extremely important. Two, I think it's very timely. And I want to explain why. Um, obviously, in this crisis, uh, people have a lot to deal with, and I've attempted to um, oh, uh, uh, host guests who could add value right now. So we've dealt with the economy, we've dealt with uh, insurance-related issues, um, coverage issues, uh, technology, security, home workers, remote work. Uh, but there's another element that we can't ignore, which is the fact that there are that, that there are at least at some point, once people can take a bit of a breath, is that there's the obligation to uh, you know to continue to strengthen the enterprise and to reach out to the marketplace and um, and, and to establish relationship, which is what this business is all about, and that's where you fit in, and 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 in particular, <laughs> um, your expertise 
complies with uh, the need for people to work remotely, 100%. <laughs> so yeah. we're going we're gonna to be talking about using um, what I think, Walt, and we can dig into this, is the growing platform. I think it's a maturing platform for social, for communication, um, LinkedIn. And in particular, uh, commercial, uh, clearly B2B, but I would think every agency needs uh, uh, to have some well-established um, and elegant um, uh, uh, presence on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. that's the frame for it. I, and I, so I do think it's really, really timely. Uh, and I know I've had this uh, and I've seen this, I've seen this conversation on LinkedIn, uh, you know, where people are asking, uh, do you feel that it's okay to sell uh, right now? How are you going to, you know, keep pushing the agency forward right now? And so I want to address those issues. So let's start. Uh, well, <clears throat> if you'd be kind enough, share a thumbnail, uh, uh, how you got to do what you're doing right now, because your background and, and your skill set is uh, somewhat unique. Okay. Uh, yeah, I started my career uh, way back when with Aetna uh, on the commercial insurance side. And uh, that was bef before they merged with Travelers and City, and way before all the internet, email, mobile phones, all of that kind of thing. And uh, Left Aetna was a commercial insurance broker for 10 plus years and uh, sold my interest in, in my book of business for some personal reasons. And I've been an independent marketing consultant, copywriter for really the past 20 plus years and worked with a number of business-to-business -business, uh, PR marketing agencies on a variety of industries. And most recently, really the last two and a half years, I've gone back to my roots and I'm focusing on commercial insurance, insurance agencies. Well, you've really, uh, as I look at it, because you did, you've spent like 20 years in the, in the marketing world and the digital world. I mean, uh, digital technologies and communications uh, are, are, have been kind of your bag. You, it seems to me you're, you're sort of merging your two major skill sets. Right. Yeah, Not merging the, the insurance. And yeah, I was fortunate enough. I had a client of mine when I was in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, who was one of the first internet service providers and learned the internet almost right from the inception. And I saw <laughs> the tremendous value. And this was just fascinating to me when I saw it. I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's gotten better and better over the years. So um, let, let's, I want to kind of uh, chunk this conversation into a few chunks. One is uh, I, I do want to talk about LinkedIn as a platform, just in general, mm -hmm. so people have some understanding of it. And then two, let, I I'd like to walk through the systematic approach that you use to guide agents and brokers to use it effectively. Okay. So let's just start with LinkedIn. It's uh, you know, it's an interesting platform. It's uh, clearly different than other major social platforms. It's not Facebook. It's not Twitter. It has its own. Um, uh, it's, got, it's got its own structure and and format and culture. Um, so uh, let's start with that. What do you think in general? The, what are the strengths, uses, the practical uses of LinkedIn? Well, you know, I think we need to think about what LinkedIn was and where where it's what it's become and where it's going. You know, <laughs> well, it's it's come a long way. Yeah, 
Well, when you think about it, originally it was really a, almost a resume dump, a recruiting platform for job seekers. There and were, it's still very, it's still <laughs> yeah. very much that, yeah. but savvy people have now used it as, and, and I don't see it as much of a, a social media platform as a business professional relationship building platform. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you need to have a different perception of what it is as a platform uh, because it, it is different from Facebook, from Twitter, from all the other social media platforms that are out there. It, it, you know, if you approach it as a broadcast platform, it's probably going to fail for you, which is what most people have used other social media platforms for. And now it's, it's a tremendous, I think, a personal branding opportunity platform for individual uh, insurance agents and also for the agency themselves in both their uh, personal profiles and the company pages uh, opportunities. And so you have multiple ways to, to build credibility, to build authority, and to establish relationships that lead up to the opportunity to have a conversation about the insurance services that you provide. Got it. All right. Um, so I, I want to do a, kind of a little word association here. Maybe that's you know the, the, not the best technique, but you, you and I have talked about this. I, I see LinkedIn kind of uh, divided into um, oh uh, you know four or five chunks, right? Mm-hmm. And they and 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 they do uh, fit together. But they really do have, uh, in some sense, very different purpose. Okay, so uh, before we dive into your system, I just I, I, I want to walk through um, what the elements of LinkedIn as a platform are. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I think it's I'll... important for people to understand <laughs> what the what how LinkedIn operates and what the opportunities are. So I think this is valuable to do. Okay, okay, so. Um, here, here's, here's my mental model for it, and uh, you know, it may not be the best. Number one, what chunk number one, uh, the LinkedIn profile where you uh, publish the your your bio. Okay, uh, let's let's take a moment on that. Um, wh- what do you suggest about that? Well, there's a lot that gets into that, and we'll talk about that when we get into the system. I think a a lot of people, you have to have a strategy, and you have to think through a little bit, uh, you know, what's your vision? What's your mission? What's your why? You know, and that's the opportunity to to plant your seed. It's really your personal branding platform. Okay. And it really serves as a way to grab people's attention. You really got three seconds to grab someone's attention and then you get, you earn another 30 seconds to get them to read more about you right. and maybe three minutes if they're really interested and want to take action and want to have a conversation with you or want to download something that you put together. So you, you really need to chunk that down even to say, okay, how am I going to lead someone through my personal profile to get them interested in the services that that I provide as an insurance agent. Got it. And uh, typically, uh, you know, for those of us who spend a little bit of time on LinkedIn, we'll we'll realize that LinkedIn will then tell us um, uh, that this this many people have viewed your profile in the last seven days, and this is the trend compared to the previous seven days. 
Um, and uh, in some cases, uh, uh, you'll, you'll find out who they are, or if you are, uh, purchase the premium version, I think you can find out everybody who visits your page. So, uh, so, so people do check you out. And so that is your opportunity, right? So you, yeah. uh, you yeah, really I think, are. I, I think the profile of the user, one of the most important metrics on Got that. It. Okay. Because, you know, if you've, you've, uh, created some interest, some buzz, uh, people are going to check you out. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, it's probably more important than, you know, how many likes or how many views you're getting on a, on an individual post. Ah, you know, yeah. Okay. Or to, Hey, are, are your potential clients checking you out on your profile? Interesting. Okay. Because they're not just reading the what, which is the content they're uh, discovering. Yeah, they're, the reading, who. They're, they're connecting to you as a who. Got it. How can you help them out? Okay. Um, okay. Chunk number two, uh, the, the daily feed, the contemporaneous feed. Mm -hmm. um, that's another big chunk. And a lot of people think that's most of what LinkedIn is because that's kind of usually you, when you log in and you go to the, your home page, that's what you're going to be seeing. Um, uh, so that's presumably that's a pretty important part of the whole LinkedIn platform. Yeah, I think, I think it's when you, the key to it is consistency to show up consistently, whether it's once a week, twice a week, three times a week, or even as much as daily. Mm -hmm. and, it, and you're creating some visibility and also establishing credibility over time by talking about topics, problems, challenges, issues that your potential clients face. Okay, uh, I wanna take a moment on that. <laughs> and and we, I, I, again, I, want, I just wanna review the chunks and then we're gonna get into your system. But well, so you said something that I think is extremely important, which is to establish credibility. Um, I posted, I posted uh, something on LinkedIn, I told you this I, when we chatted yesterday. Um, uh, oh, probably did this about two or three days ago. Was, it, the headline for my post was, it was, can, can we make LinkedIn a little less dumb? Um, and, and I got, I got quite a few responses to it. Well, and my, and, and my uh, concern is this, uh, you know, as, as an industry and as a community, we have an opportunity to make this platform something that is consistently valuable for everybody every time they get on it. How do we do that? Well, by, saying something that's unique, like a perspective on what's, go what's going on that's somehow informed by our experience or expertise and possibly our wisdom, and, and to share that uh, openly with people and, and then to engage in some conversation, as opposed to a couple of things that, there are two or three things that you know, kind of make me slightly crazy on LinkedIn. Uh, one is uh, platitudes. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Uh, leaders are uh, readers are leaders like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I got to go to LinkedIn to find that out, you know. Uh, and so we don't we don't want that. That's that's not, you know, or, you know, uh, just uh, you, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. one. It's just the kind of empty platitude. Um, mm -hmm. People don't need that. I, I know that maybe it's maybe real, like, oh, OK, so that I got that one. Um, and then, uh, you know, another one, this one actually tends to cut, this doesn't come in the feed, this comes in the messaging, which we'll talk about here, which is when somebody reaches out to me and says, because <laughs> you, you know that they're, they're probably automating this or they're doing this mindlessly. Hey, Michael, we're, 
um, we have uh, great opportunities for life insurance agents. And I see you're in the life insurance business. So, you know, if you want a super duper opportunity, you know, reach out to me. And it's like, no, you're not, you're, that's not real. Be real with me. So, um, <laughs> boom. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that it, it's such an opportunity to build credibility. And I just feel that some people um, hurt their credibility with, uh, with with memes that are not thoughtful or messages that are just wildly off tar target. Maybe they don't care. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, <laughs> the consistency creates credibility. You know, when you show up consistently, you automatically create credibility. But you need to take it another step. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of, you know, this is probably for sports fans, uh, whoever watched – or listen to the Jim Rome show, uh, have a take and don't suck. Uh, you know, if you share an article, you share a post or whatever, offer some insights on, on that post. I, that's the other thing I see a lot oh, of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll just share a link to a business insurance article or something that travelers put out or, uh, you know, something from insurance journal with just simply sharing the link without having a take or their personal insights as to what that means. The other thing, Michael, is when you think about it, most business owners aren't sitting around thinking about insurance all day long, unless they have a particular business problem that they think insurance can solve. You're better off talking about business issues and challenges rather than insurance to get to drive interest and attraction of potential clients. So in some way, it, right. Oh, so, so I think you're suggesting to some extent, go pretty top of the funnel, right? Yeah, Broad yeah very top of the funnel. Talking about things like, you know, right now, obviously cash flow is huge for business owners. You know, yeah. what are they going to do to, you know, to maintain and survive from cash? How are they going to balance their cash flow? Yeah. You know, before we entered into this, hiring and, and onboarding uh, new employees was a big issue <clears throat> for, uh, for clients, for business owners. You know, now it's going to be probably, you know, how do you main retain those employees? How do you get them back in the fold once this thing kind of turns over and we're back to normal? You know, what are the issues around that? You know, and all the complexities of the compliance that go with that. And ultimately, those things funnel down to be insurance or risk management issues, mm -hmm. but it's not where the, the client's head is thinking, first of all. Okay. Um, I want to so move it, to the... It's a, case of meeting, it's a case of meeting that potential prospect where, where they are, where they're yeah. thinking. Right. To build uh, the relationship. Entering into the conversation that's already going on yeah. in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, the, uh, chunk number three. Uh, which I think is probably one of the uh, less visited um, uh, parts of LinkedIn, which is the articles, uh, you know, where people publish long form publications. So it's not the daily feed, which actually has a limit. I think now it's 1300 characters in the article section. As far as I know, you could probably, uh, you know, down, you could probably upload the encyclopedia into it because I've, I've never been limited on, on the length yeah. of my long form right. copy. Um, talk to us a little bit about effective use of that. Well, I think the effective use of articles, again, it gets back to, you know, <laughs> it's a step, 
beyond credibility. It's a place where you can really establish authority on mm. what you're doing as, you know, a, a, you know, in the risk management space or insurance space. And I think it's, you're looking at more of your evergreen type of content or more, I call it authority content where you're doing a deep dive into an issue. And the other thing to keep in, a couple things to keep in mind in this is you can plug in video, uh, you can plug in photos, images, uh, and plus these articles that you post on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is an authority site, will eventually give you some search engine ranking. Ah, nice. Yes, right. Some, you know, pertinent issues for, let's say it's, you know, uh, uh, work comp premium audit for metal manufacturers. That happens to be your sweet spot. And you're then writing some articles. Uh, it's a great place maybe to repurpose some articles that you put onto your website or even to repurpose uh, podcasts, interviews, you know, all those types of things just because of the authority that LinkedIn has. Oh, marvelous. Okay. Uh, next chunk, um, met the messaging capability. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we, we all know that even you, you don't even need the premium version to be engaged in messaging. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about effective use of messaging. Um, well, you, you already alluded to it is, you know, there's been a lot of bad messaging <laughs> prototype on LinkedIn, just all this spam and automated messaging that just really doesn't work. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can automate right now and streamline. The messaging is not where you want to think about automating. It's really, you need to think about it almost like a chat function or almost like texting people and making it very personalized and conversational. Uh, and rather than trying to sell people on the messaging is you're wanting to try to lead them through maybe a little bit of curiosity and maybe highlighting some pain points or opportunities where they want to seek you out for a conversation. Right on. Forcing that conversation, you know, make it their idea because people are going to be more, they're going to want something that's out there rather than something that you feed to them. So dangle it out there, you know, sparking some curiosity. Well, they'll be more interested in wanting to talk to you. And so you get them on the phone and that's when you can then sales qualify them. Are they a potential real client possibility okay <clears throat> got it um and and for for what it's worth well, well i'm pretty protective of my time i always feel that it's worth five seconds of my time to get back to the guy who sent me the life insurance opportunity <laughs> uh, well you know and, and I, i'll get these two or three times a week and uh you know whether it's life insurance or you know just something whack it's like hey michael i see that you know you're an insurance agent i've been an insurance agent for 25 years they're just wrong and, and i'll i will get back to them and say come on ed th th <laughs> this isn't this isn't the way to use linkedin yeah. you know add value i'm not in your market so please go back and i you know do it right and and yeah. you know <laughs> i'll get responsive but uh, you know i'd I'm not trying to offend them. I would just want them to do well, better. And and because if they're if they're if they're wasting my time, they're probably wasting a thousand other people's time. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I've heard it before. Is yeah, you know, marketers ruin everything. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you find something that works that's good, and it just gets overplayed, and it and it gets to the point where it just doesn't work any longer. 
Um, <laughs> all right, so, the, so my, the, the last chunk that I wanted to, to raise here was, uh, or is uh, the groups. So we all know that there are lots and lots of groups and, um, oh, we, we've talked about this, uh, you know, are they dying, do people visit them or are they, you know, or, or is it worth digging into the groups to find, you know, robust conversations? What's your sense of them right now? And, and what, what are, yeah. you know, what's the, yeah. what are the LinkedIn consultants saying? Yeah, geez, yeah, I, I talk, you know, I, I'm connected with a lot of the LinkedIn consultants and people that I respect, yeah, through LinkedIn, right? And, uh, yeah, I think it's the biggest frustration that people that know and been in the, the LinkedIn space have with LinkedIn is that, why can't you guys figure out groups? Uh, you know, and it's, and it's basically, it gets back to the messaging thing. The groups just got ruined by just being bombarded by spam messages. Uh, you know, and it just ruined the engagement on groups. However, that mean that doesn't mean that groups don't have some value. Uh, and you should, you know, join groups that are relevant, especially where your target market is, are also members, because it allows you to connect with them, even if they're not second degree connections. You ah, can yes. Do, uh, you know, if, if your fellow group members, you can reach out to them and direct you know, you're not having to burn an in-mail to make a connection request to them. So there's some value there. And also, I think, you know, with the right groups, you have some potential to maybe leverage some of your better article content. I know I've done this on a couple things. You have to go in there and, and kind of pick your, your spots and ask some, you know, thought-provoking questions. But you can get some engagement there. And all of a sudden, you can get some real authorities that pop out of the woodwork to really enhance the value of the article that you put together. Right on. Yeah, we've talked about that. So I, I raised groups partly because I, I have largely found them unsatisfactory, but a couple of observations. One, the smaller groups tend to be a little more interesting because you actually, uh, you know, maybe there's a little more social accountability. So it's not just spam. Yeah. Um, you know, curated groups, uh, you know, that are that are led by um you know somebody's in charge um and but also in regards to what you just said uh this has been a like two three years i published an article four reasons insurance agents and brokers should never sell on price and i posted that on a group i didn't typically uh i didn't typically participate in and uh you know a lot of people drove a lot of people over to the article section i got a lot of just terrific comments on that which then at, be, uh, became testimonial slash social proof for you know the the authority of the article itself so there is at least that value yeah and, and the other thing and we we mentioned this in conversation yesterday uh i think as the, you know they're doing the rollout on linkedin live videos uh, yeah. Well, right now you have to apply for that, but once you you're able to have LinkedIn Live, I think that can then enhance and add some value to groups because then you can get maybe it's if it's a smaller contained group. Oh, interesting. You can actually, deliver some interactive content there, interactive training within a group uh, that that maybe is a little bit more controlled. So at this point in time. <clears throat> you need to get uh, permission to do a right. live yeah, stream right on now, LinkedIn? So okay. Right now it's under, uh, yeah, it's, it's under, uh, you make an application. To, Interesting. Okay. To be approved. Same yeah. with, uh, 
and we talked about this yesterday also is they're testing out doing subscriptions to articles also. So you could imagine articles almost serving like an email newsletter. That's terrific. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Almost like medium. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So I just covered my five chunks. I don't know if I missed any there. No, no, that's but, good. That's well, good. I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to just have a, 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 to kind of establish the language of how to talk about yeah. LinkedIn. So now let's dig into, uh, Walt, your methodology for the effective use of it. Okay. So, yeah, so I, but let, let me, I do want to frame this one more time because your focus tends to be with the commercial on the commercial side, but uh, I know that you've got strong feelings that LinkedIn has value beyond just the commercial brokers trying to get customers. So I, I, I want to encourage people to listen, uh, share your insight on the potential value for this for a brand beyond a one-on-one -on -one yeah, production. I, I think there's a lot of opportunity. And again, it's largely untapped opportunity. I think, uh, you know, when I, and I've looked at, geez, thousands of LinkedIn profiles, thousands of uh, agency websites. And I think a lot of agencies are missing branding opportunities on their LinkedIn profiles to say, okay, how can we brand whether you have uh, an agency with four or five commercial producers, mm -hmm. let's say that are focused on individual target markets for each of them you can you can actually enhance the branding of your agency by elevating the profiles of each of those linkedin prof uh, individual producer profiles and plus you can then repeat that and enhance it through the linkedin company page so i think there's some missing opportunities there how how, how is that linkedin company page Again, I think it's another place that you can, uh, you know, and I do this with individual producers where they create their own individual company pages. I, I call it another uh, uh, space on the, you know, social media monopoly uh, board. Yeah. Okay. Like another place to get your name out there to, to spread the message, to spread the word. Uh, I think, again, the company pages are, it's kind of the platform that LinkedIn uses to push their advertising. Uh, so it's, it's more valuable if you are doing the advertising, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, yeah, it's another place to park some of your uh, content and get it out there. And you so, can then, and then over time you can also comment as a company page. You know, in, yeah. in, in so, you know, putting uh, okay. out searches on content or relevant content, so you can spread that branding of that company page. So let me uh, help help make this practical for me. So let's say you've got an uh, an, an agency principal. Okay, he's got his own profile, mm -hmm. and 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 the name of the agency is the ABC Insurance Agency, and then he's got. Uh, the company page for ABC Insurance Agency. How should he uh, effectively balance or use each of those? Is there a distinction? Yeah, I, I think it depends on what you know. What's the uh, what's the priority for that agency principal? Is, is he is his priority or her priority to recruit producers or other people <laughs> yeah, okay, into the right. agency? Uh -huh. I think then they need to position their individual profile 
not as an insurance agent, but as uh, a leader and, and use it as a recruiting mechanism uh-huh. to, okay, what kind of culture do you, are you portraying within the agency? Why do people come to work with you? You know, what, you know, use it as a recruiting tool. The, the, the company page or the, yeah, indiv- the individual, I'm indiv- talking about the individual agency principles profile. profile. Okay. Got yeah. it. And then how do they use their company page? And I think the company page, then they can use that also as a recruiting tool, but also use it to, you know, champion individual producers, individual agents, even individual CSRs or service people within the agency. In other words, the more people they have in their organization that they can pull into the fold and then having them also help to co-promote their, their post, their content, they start to gain some traction. And can you? Yeah. Uh, they keep repeating that messaging and they get, you know, it, it's basically getting everyone on the team talking the same language. Yeah. Language. So uh, yeah, can you post from the company page in the yeah. same manner that you post from yeah. your uh, yeah. your own profile? Yep. Um, and, and so do you think there needs to be any distinction? Um, I suppose company is more about this is what we're up to. Yeah, I, I think the companies, you know, you can post more about, hey, this is what we're doing as an agency. I think, you know, I've seen agents do this and do it very well is, you know, do a profile of some of the people within your agency. You know, you know really champion the people in your agency. I think yeah. that then helps you, you know, from a client servicing and experience uh-huh. standpoint, and also helps you from a recruiting standpoint. To Terrific. say, geez, I, I'm really talking up my people that are working here in the agency. Got it. All right. Um, now, <laughs> thank you for, for uh, allowing me to sort of create that framework. Let's talk about, you've got a system and I think you kind of chunk it into three. It's a, it's a three-step system, more or less. Right. Am I right? Okay. Yep. So take us through it, Well. Okay. I, I call it a three-by-three three prospecting system. And it starts with, first of all, the, having a solid foundation, having a, a solid strategy. Because what happens is a lot of people you know, are looking for that magic bullet or a tactic or something that you can just plug in and play and, and it's just automatically going to work and deliver leads. And it just doesn't work that way. You've got to start this from a strategy perspective. And it really starts with, first of all, really digging in and doing maybe some really deep soul searching to say, geez, why are you in the business? First of all, what's your mission? What, what are your core values? What's the vision of what you're trying to do, whether you're an agency principal, whether you're an individual uh, commercial insurance advisor, whether you're a personal insurance agent? You know, what is it that you're trying to do in the business? Uh, yeah, maybe it's for, to provide for your family to make some money and you know, put the kids through college. And you know, we all want to do those kinds of things. But when I talk to most agents, they want to do something more than that. They, they're, they're very committed to giving back to the community. They want to maybe leave a legacy. They, they want to you know, maybe help to champion other fellow entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, dig into that because that can be the core of what your value difference is if you spend some time to really hash that through. So I think that's a valuable part to get into. Next part uh, is to really hone in on a target market. 
and I call them perfect fit potential clients, uh, because the better you do that, and the more you hone it in and, and niche it down, the more effective your messaging is going to be on LinkedIn. Uh, because there's just so much noise out there. There's so much stuff to be able to grab attention, to break through. The more specific you are on your target market, it's going to make it easier to do find those people in search, a LinkedIn search, first of all. Okay. <laughs> fine tune it. And then to get, you know, it, it really drives your connection strategy to say, okay, here's my target market. So I'm going to connect with, with people uh, let's say it is metal manufacturers in a certain geographic area. So I'm going to connect with CEOs, CFOs, HR people, business development people, safety directors of these companies. And so you start to build relationships with those people on LinkedIn. Yeah, that, and that raises, that I, I just realized that I, I forgot chunk number six of the LinkedIn <laughs> platform, according to the Michael Chan's methodology, which is the fact that it is uh, like the world's biggest, most success, uh, accessible CRM Yeah, it, it's in, a in the B2B business. world, right? Yeah, so. it's, it's the biggest, probably most up-to-date business-to-business uh uh, CRM and also lead source. Yeah, so uh, so so they're updating it in real time every day. So you've got that search function, which really yeah. allows you to drill down. And uh, w when you purchase the premium, then you really get some yeah. very yeah, robust you can stuff get there. Into a lot of things. And, okay, and a lot of you know, and and you're right. It's it's extremely powerful, and a lot of people don't know how to use the search. And and you kind of it's like anything. You got to get in there, use it do some trial and error, you know, there's certain, you know, things that you can do, but, you know, you really learn it by doing it. Yeah, that, by the way, I, one of the successes of this particular conversation that we'll be able to determine is, is how many new uh, connections are, are made for you and for me on LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. yeah we'll see well, what happens Well, I think there's, you know, I, I mean, to, to the extent that people would find this conversation valuable or having a connection with you or me valuable. That's a really good place to do it, at least for us, because I know you're on there daily and I'm typically on there uh, daily. And so, uh, and, and, and if I'm, um, if I uh, am sharing something uh, or developing, creating, or having a conversation like this with somebody, nobody's going to miss it if they're connected with me on LinkedIn. Right. They're yeah. going to find out about it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, All right. and, and I and I do. I obviously I say that uh, I say that pretty much on at the introduction of every single podcast, and I get new connections literally every single day from people. Yeah, who I say, get hey. connections through every day, and yeah. Right. You know, and so to circle back on the the target market, yeah, uh, this could be a whole conversation in right. and of itself. Uh, but it helps to drive the efficiency. The more targeted you can be in your market, and we talked about this also yesterday, it impacts every facet of your agency. From <laughs> yeah. servicing to the carriers you represent, to how you place the business, to how you service that business. The more you can target that market, the more you're able to repeat those processes because they're gonna become very similar for similar types of businesses. Well, as, and, I, as I mentioned to you, uh, I think the last time we chatted, uh, uh, people should listen to my conversation with Michael Mensch, the, the uh, M&A specialist who, who um, you know, I shared in, in my conversation with him 
that, uh, you know, clearly one of the things that drives up valuation is yeah. high revenue per employee. And one of the things that drives up, uh, you know, uh, high revenue per employee is exactly what you're talking about. It's the strategic selection of a market. Uh, one, usually uh, with, uh, you know, higher, uh, higher uh, revenue per customer. And uh, simply the, the, uh, the inherent nature of niches is that you can do what you talked about, uh, build, build a very efficient factory. So you're doing the same thing over and over yeah. and over again, not kind of running around like a chicken with their head cut off trying to ensure this, that, and the other. So there are well, a, lot of, well, a lot of strong arguments for it. It's the difference between being the general practitioner versus being the cardiologist. You know, that's really <laughs> the difference. And, and when you yeah. look at what is the, the leading cardiologist earn versus the, you know, your local general practitioner, it's not even a comparison. Right. Uh, and that's kind of the distinction. And the, the, it's really a positioning. You know, it's, it's how you position how you're doing business. And it, then it leads into the next part of the foundation is really uh -huh. discovering that unique value messaging, something that you can plant your flag in. And, uh, and I think you, you need to get that from listening to your, your clients. You need to ask your clients. Uh, and, it, and it first triggers from asking them uh, to give you their net promoter score. And I, and I know this is something you've talked about before, and there have been the Bain study, again, about the valuation of, of agencies and the value of, hey, if you have a, a group of advocate clients who are grading you a 9 or a 10 as to how likely they are to refer you, they are so much, they're, they're uh, uh, exponentially more valuable to your agency than someone who may be a little bit more lukewarm about the value that you add. And, and so you it starts that conversation. Mm. I call it a perpetual feedback loop that you can build in, starting with asking for the net promoter score. And then you need to ask them some questions beyond that to say, okay, what is it that you liked about how we're doing business? You know, how, what did you like? About uh, uh, okay, got it. What got did you it. like about the whole you know, conversation to discover your your risk profile and to get into your, your operations and to understand your, your business operations. What is it that you liked or didn't like about how we went to market to the insurance carriers and how we presented that to you? How, what did you like or not like about the ongoing proactive service that we provide to your, to your business? You know, and you need to ask those questions because clients will feedback the exact languaging, the exact terminology onto how they perceive your services and the problems that they encounter in their businesses. And then use that languaging in your messaging, in, in your LinkedIn profile, in your emails, in your LinkedIn messages. You know, there's just tons of gold in there that people just aren't tapping because they don't have a systematic way to go about uncovering it. So let me summarize where we are so far. Um, the, uh, yeah, you've got the three by three system and chunk number one divides into three sections and chunk number one is building the foundation. Uh, it's about getting clear on who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, where you're going. That's uh, the first part of it. The second part of it is identifying who you're communicating with, who the target market is, and the third part is uh, clarification on the messaging.
Yeah, what, are you, yeah, what are you going to say? And well, but, yeah, I'll just wrap that up to say, you know, a lead is generated when the right market hears the right message at the right time. Right it's on. really that simple. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not more complicated than that. Uh, well, and I and I will encourage. By the way, thanks thanks for raising this. The conversation I had with Brandon Brown a few weeks ago about Net Promoter Score was outstanding. So everybody who's listening to this should should uh, go back and check that one out if you missed that one because I thought he I, he's one of the best in that area. So um, all right. So now, uh, now we're chuck number two. We're into chuck number two, which is building it. Uh, and we start building it by expanding that messaging that you learn to tell a unique story that grabs the attention of that potential client, that potential perfect fit client. And it's really positioning it to where your profile, and that's the next part of this, uh, where it's client facing. It's not a brag session. It's really talking about the pains, the frustrations, the challenges really almost like it's the typical uh, hero's journey, if you will, but really boiling it down and making it simple to say, geez, you're trying to make the client the hero and you're, you're the guide as the agent. You're mm -hmm. just guiding them to a, 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 better, a better way to doing business, a better world for them. You know, if you just think about, you know, Star Wars and, you know, you're really boiling it down because people are just attracted to stories. And, uh, you know, that, that takes a little bit of massaging to get it to that point. But people are attracted to stories because it emotionally involves them. And you got to get people emotionally involved or they won't take action. So where in the LinkedIn platform do you tell that story? You're telling it in the about. Well, it, it first starts really in the very top uh, part of the profile that you see, which is that background image or banner uh you know you're you're kind of planting that visual seed there mm -hmm. uh you're telling that story in your your individual uh headshot photo you know are you looking credible are you looking professional and then you're you're enticing them you're you're creating some curiosity in your headline and so you're pulling them into your story you got three seconds basically you know because people now online they 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 value, they size you up literally in nanoseconds. And so if, if that first impression isn't grabbing them, they click off. You know, they're gone. So you earn three seconds to get another 30 seconds for them to drop down into your about section. Where they're, then you're talking about them and you know, what their pains are, their struggles, their challenges. And so you're making a connection to say, yeah, he's talking exactly about man, this guy understands me. He's talking exactly about what's happening in my business. Uh -huh. And then you're leading him into, hey, here's a potential solution. You know, download this informational piece or this self-assessment. Ah, so you're giving okay. them a way for them to take that next step, to make it as friction-free as possible to take that next step. And so the, the next step um, could be pretty top of the funnel, conceivably, right? Yeah, it um, is. Yeah. So, so let me, let's, let me walk through an example. Uh, say, you know, client of mine uh, dominating the uh, arborist industry in the Midwest. Um, and so his, his top of the funnel piece 
uh, it uh, doesn't say anything about insurance in the headline or the subhead. You know, it's uh, there's something like seven ways, um, seven things every successful arborist does, or something like that. You know, so it's like really speaks to the issues of business, and then insurance is a subset of that somewhere within those seven steps. Uh, so that's pretty top of the funnel stuff. So do you suggest uh, like a, a piece of relatively evergreen content that uh, can be used over and over over again for a niche market to draw them yeah. into the funnel? Yeah, I think that's the best thing to do because when you think about it, you know, if someone hears your name, it might be your name pops up in a conversation with a <clears throat> referral source or, uh, you know, you, you actually picked up the phone and called them, you shot them an email, or you met them at a networking meeting or whatever, people are going to check you out online nowadays. Mm -hmm. you know, and what's going to pop up typically for an individual agent is going to be their LinkedIn profile, just because of the, the search authority. Well, typically, have. yeah, they're, they have, they're such an authority that typically I, I find that if I'm searching for a person on Google, the, their LinkedIn profile will show yeah. up before their website for their website yeah 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 just because the authority uh of linkedin and so then when they click into that linkedin profile you know that's when you chunk that into the three second thirty second three minute mm -hmm. you know, where you're earning uh, you know grabbing a, attention and earning interest and so yeah it has to be a top of the funnel <clears throat> call to action piece whether it is you know a short uh uh guide or download some type of self-assessment checklist that, mm -hmm. that talks about their their top of the funnel pains or and it's usually business pains rather than insurance pains i think you know because most businesses aren't thinking you know unless it's a pressing need you know they got a cancellation letter or their their agent dropped the ball but that's that's usually a one-off deal uh you know you want to grab these people early on in in their thinking mm -hmm. uh, that you're a resource, that you're an authority. And right that's on. very top of the funnel where then you can educate them. All right. Uh, so we've got build a foundation or, uh, you know, create a solid foundation and then uh, build the... We started with the story. The next part would be that client facing, and I call it platform, you know, and we're talking about whether that's LinkedIn, it might be a podcast, which we're on right now might be a YouTube channel. It might be that you have the endorsement of a trade association and you're there and able to talk to them live or in, you know, not right now, but when they have their meetings, you're there in person. So you got to own a platform, you know, to establish. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. So when you That's say platform, uh, okay, I, I know what you mean. Uh, and, and you're, uh, I think you're saying that it doesn't necessarily, uh, the platform does not need to be um, built in LinkedIn. No, not necessarily. It, it, the platform needs to be built where your clients are. Uh, okay, <laughs> really right, right, there. right. And, you know, and, and to a place where you're driving them. So for example, yeah. this podcast series is a platform that allows me to stand on and to share messages yeah. from myself yeah. and from my guests. So that's a platform. And, and LinkedIn is clearly a, a, a mechanism I can use to drive people there that are interested in that conversation. Well, and the thing about LinkedIn is for most um, commercial insurance or any agent, it's free and it's, and it's pretty, 
you don't need to know a lot of tech stuff to do it. Right. It's pretty tech simple rather than doing a podcast or, you know. Well, so the, yeah, these, let, talk, talk, talk they're, a little bit They're less about moving them. parts. It's, it's kind of a built, <laughs> already built. All you need to do is plug in your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's something like this, the, uh, the, the podcast series, this is a commitment, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So, so talk for a moment about what, uh, what, what platforms do you see insurance agencies and brokers using that are successful that, that perhaps don't require such a big commitment investment of resources and time? Well, you know, certainly LinkedIn would be one of those platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I see people on more geared on the personal side using Facebook effectively. Uh, yeah, I see okay. people using <clears throat> YouTube effectively, you know, where they're doing short, uh, you know, uh, I, I know this is something that Ryan Hanley and Marcus Sheridan talked about. And I know Ryan has done a number of videos on this where you're just simply answering the questions that your clients have the typical questions. you're doing <laughs> some short youtube videos where you're answering those questions and then you're distributing that video content whether it would be on your website through email through posting on linkedin through posting on on facebook whatever but yeah you know, and i think the other thing michael is that you got to tap into what's your skill set what do you what do you do well you know, are you comfortable on camera? Are you, do you have that, are you able to project your, your personality on camera? If you are, do video. If you're able to break down and put your thoughts down, written content, you know, write some articles. You know, if you're comfortable interviewing people and talking to people, which most agents are, mm -hmm. which is what's made them successful, do, you know, explore the idea of doing some podcasts or right doing on. some interviews. Okay. So play to your strengths, I guess, is what I'm saying there. So building it. One is is, is, is expanding and clarifying your message right. and your story. Yeah. And two is finding some platform where you can have yeah. a, a cadence of communication. Right. right? And we didn't get into a lot of the, you know, how you build the LinkedIn platform and how you build out the profile. And there's a lot of things that right. go, go into that and a lot of strategy. I think a lot of, you know, kind of psychology that goes into that, mm -hmm. sales psychology and how you pull three people through your, your LinkedIn profile, how you build credibility, how you build authority within your profile. And, and it's a way for you to, again, it's the opportunity to differentiate yourself from other agents, other brokers, other producers. Out right on. Right on. Okay. So in the section build, uh, A, B, is there, is there a C? Is there? Yeah, the C would be having a connection, a content. I call it a playbook or a game plan. Again, this ties into your strategy to say, okay, and this is something I see, uh, I guess a mistake a lot of agents do is they connect with a lot of other insurance agents, a lot of insurance carriers, not necessarily <laughs> okay. connecting with their potential clients. Yeah, okay. And that needs to be the focus. And then, you know, really looking at doing an audit on what content you that you have. Is there content on the agency website, videos, articles you've written, even things that you're, you're maybe communicating to clients that you can then repurpose and start to post that content onto LinkedIn. 
and have, you know, chunk it down into a quarter, a 13 week plan. Yeah. Because this okay. stuff repeats. You can repeat the content again. So ideally have a, something of an editorial calendar. Yeah. And yeah, have, a, have, a, have a plan, on a publishing plan. And really, a commitment. Uh, right. And a yeah, commitment. Really just being off the top of your head, have something that kind of ties back into that foundation that ties into a strategy. Got it. All right. Uh, chunk number three. What do you call that? Chunk number three is taking action and okay. doing it consistently. And that's, you know, doing the publishing, doing the posts, whether they're posts, whether you're doing videos, whether you're doing articles and commit to something that you know you can do. You know, whether it's one post a week, whether it's one article a month, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and probably doing it daily is, I think is the, maybe the goal or the ideal, but that's probably a big ask for a lot of people. You know, to come up with unique content every right. day. Okay. Possible, but, you know, try to get into a rhythm and, and the consistency very much trumps, uh, you know, just kind of hit or miss. You know, when yeah. you show up, right. you know, one month, you know, and you're doing, you know, you're just blowing it out for a whole week and then you just disappear for two or three months. Got it. You, know, you just lost all your momentum. So some cadence of publication or, yeah. or, or participation. So let me ask you a related question. Uh, where does um, engagement uh, with it other is, people's content fit in? The engagement would be the next, the next, okay. uh, three, <laughs> the next part of that three okay. step. <laughs> okay. You know, daily engage with people, you know, comment, add insightful comments, not just a great post or, you know, add some meat to mm -hmm. the, to the, to the, to the uh, content. Because the thing is, is when you comment, your, your photo and your headline is showing up on every time you comment. Right. And so you're able to spread that branding, your messaging, you're repeating <clears throat> that over and over again. And you're showing up, you're showing up consistently, you're showing up, whether it's with uh, potential uh, clients, you're showing up with potential strategic partners. And so they're seeing your name and you're, you're, repeat, you're repeating that branded messaging. Right on. Okay. And, and the other thing is, is, you know, engage, uh, you know, with your connections, you know, have a, have a criteria for, hey, I'm going to connect with, I'm going to outreach and connect with 10 people, 20 people a day, you know, whatever that is. Okay. So hang on. Yeah. So uh, the, the first engagement that I was talking about was like engaging in their content, right? right, right. It's like, Hey, uh, Hey, Hey, Walt, uh, you know, that, that, that was a great post. Here's, you know, another, here's you know, my, take what, on. here's yeah. my take on what do you think about this? But then I, I, I think you're also saying you can uh, um, engage with connections one at a time, right? Right. Yeah, so, and, yeah, talk, talk to me about that. Yeah, because uh, that it seems to me that uh, w w once you start reaching out to people one-on-one, um, -on -one, it's a delicate operation because you always want to add value. Because 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 you know you're you're suddenly you're like um, oh very close to intruding if it's not yeah. if it's not yeah, done yeah. right. And yeah, so and that, talk about that. And that's the. That's the third leg of the action stool is really, I call it, you know, you can call it different things. I call it chat. And really it's a case of where you're being very conversational uh, and non, I call it non-sales commission breath messaging. Uh -huh. uh, 
you know, where you're just talking to someone as if they were across, you know, you're meeting them at a cocktail party or at a networking meeting or whatever. You're not going to hammer them and, you know, unless you're a real jerk. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm in the insurance business. How much you want to buy? (laughs) You've got to, you got to build the relationship. I I hear that message works really, really well too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found it, it really works. You know, it's almost like uh, yeah, we can go down a different path and how that doesn't work with women either. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's almost you got to be in the mindset of it's, it's like texting. You know, it's, it's not a formal thing where you're doing just short little blurbs. You're trying to create some curiosity there to where it becomes that other person's idea to say, you know, well, you know, we've been going back and forth here for a bit, and I see your what you do in your profile. I think we need to get on the phone and talk. Mm-hmm. Where you're leading them into that conversation rather than forcing the conversation. People want, they, they will move towards the things that they want, and they'll resist the things that we push towards them. So you're really trying to make these messages on LinkedIn more of a pulling type of thing where you're pulling them towards you you're pulling towards that relationship and i think that's not something you can automate you know because you've got to be you got to have some responses to that and uh, i think the automation part has kind of killed a lot of the effectiveness of this yeah that's where people are looking for this magical bullet uh, and it's just that just doesn't work anymore because it's just been it's people have just been so inundated and it's been so overplayed that it just doesn't work. Got it. All right. So uh, I think we just covered the three sub chunks yeah, of the third chunk. Okay. So we covered the three by three. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to review this um, okay. and see if I have this structured properly. Okay. okay? Cause I think, I think, well, I think you've organized this in just a terrific fashion. Uh, chunk number one, Build a solid foundation by getting really clear on, you know, who you are, what you stand for, yada, yada, yada. Target your clients uh, precisely and strategically. And uh, number three is uh, uh, clarify your messaging. Chunk number two, building it, uh, uh, includes uh, really now uh, clarifying, expanding that story, telling the story, uh, telling your story, um, and, um, and building that into your profile, uh, using all the things that you talked about. And uh, number three is, uh, I think it's having some solution, like having a a CTA, a call to action, or something that begins to get them in the funnel. Well, having having a a content and a connection strategy or or playbook, a game plan, to get your messaging out there. Got it. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so, okay. Okay. Uh, so I, maybe I skipped over, like you really do need your, your number, your B to <laughs> B it's really yeah. like making sure you got some platform. So, so yeah, yeah. you're out there. So wherever that is, and then C really is having that playbook so that it's, uh, uh, you've got your editorial calendar, you know what you're going to do. And then chunk number three is taking action. And that uh, does neatly divide into three subsections. One, publish with some regularity. Two, uh, engage with other people's content. And three, 
um, uh, and engage one-on-one -on -one with your connections. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, it. man. It's this that is, simple. This was a master class on LinkedIn. So I have I have two things that uh, two final questions. Um, the, the the first of those is if you uh, you know these are interesting times. If you had a message, like one message that you really wanted to deliver to the independent insurance agents community, what do you want to say? What's your observation? I, I think, yes, these are interesting times. There's a, lot, a tremendous amount of uncertainty, a lot of, you know, I know I feel almost like anxious, frustrated, you know, that, geez, when are we going to get back to business? And I think once that happens, there's just going to be a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pent up demand right now, as I see it. People are going to want to get out once this thing lifts. Uh, people want to want to get back and doing things again, and that I think is going to create a tremendous amount of opportunity. But you need to be ready for that opportunity once that happens, and we don't know when that's going to happen. Right? Is it going to be two weeks from now, two months from now? I don't know, and and no one does. But now is the perfect time to really to get your ducks in a row and be ready for that. Got it. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to circle back on that because I, I think that's an outstanding point. And so uh, strategically, uh, this is a conversation I'm having with a lot of my clients right now. Ultimately, it's a strategic decision that everybody has to make. Mm -hmm. um, it's one that I've made. Uh, a lot of marketers. Because um, I, I think there's a, some sense that uh, one, <laughs> um, selling right now uh, feels uh, perhaps awkward. Um, it, and that may go away soon, but people are, I mean, clearly there's just the, the emotional ocean that people are swimming in can make that a little bit difficult and challenging. Mm -hmm. And they're flat out busy, right? Most people, yeah. most it's just so much get going on. Again, that might settle down after a while. That will settle down after a while. Um, but a lot of people are shifting away from uh, customer acquisition to audience expansion. And th then when uh, things do uh, begin to return to normal, there's an audience that, uh, um, that has your uh, trust and um, has a, uh, it respects your position as an authority. And when it's time for customer acquisition, that's the shift and you'll be so far ahead of the curve. So no. strategically, a lot of people are looking at this as it, it's, yes, it's challenging, but it's a different opportunity. And it's an opportunity to do exactly what we talked about here. Some of these, some of these relationships might turn into business sooner rather than later, but no. clearly this is a way to build a, 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 a um, you could call it a fan base, but clearly um, an audience that's paying attention. Yeah, I think it's, you know, the process that we went through, Michael, is you're really trying to get, you know, from that person that doesn't know who you are, mm -hmm. where you're leading them through a process so you can have the opportunity to get them on the phone to discover whether or not they are a, a real sales qualified lead and you want to keep them in your pipeline and Got then you want to continue to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. Or in reverse, are they a real strategic partner who's going to help to champion you and get you in front of that market. 
And so now, yeah, it's a perfect time to go through and, and build up that, that pipeline. Right. And right. you've got to be doing that all the time anyway. But right now, if people are kind of resisting that sales messaging, why not build up your pipeline? Right on. Okay. Well, as every, as every uh, good business person knows, <laughs> that, that future income does matter and it yeah. comes out of the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, my last question, Walt, is, is as important as any. Um, you're clearly uh, a, uh, an expert and an authority in this topic. If people want to find out more, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to learn more or connect with you, how should they do that? Okay, uh, best thing is uh, my website is waltgoshert.com, first and last name. Let's, and spell, that, let's spell Goshert. Sure, G-O-S-H-E-R-T. Okay. And it's just first and last name. And that'll take you to a, a landing page for a LinkedIn profile scorecard. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so you're able to self-assess, hey, are you, are you clicking on all cylinders on the various elements within your LinkedIn profile. So that's really the first place to go. Hang on a second. Are you okay if I promote your scorecard on my LinkedIn, uh, you know, through LinkedIn, uh, my LinkedIn oh, yeah. engagement? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Okay, so that's number one. I'll send you some information on that. Okay, thanks. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, obviously on LinkedIn and uh, Here's another little tip. Oh, yeah. Are you, by the way, are you on LinkedIn? Can we yeah, connect with you there? Here's another okay. little tip. You won't find me under my name. My LinkedIn domain is the LinkedIn.com in whatever is. Yeah. And then it's commercial-insurance-prospecting. So you don't have to use your name in your LinkedIn URL. Got it. So... All right. Another little tip there. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to look at your profile and figure that one out. (laughs) All right. Well, Walt, um, as always, been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I I look forward to our next conversation and um, please be safe. Yeah. And safe travels out there on LinkedIn for everyone. (laughs) Get healthy and get back to business. That's what I like to see happen. Right on. Okay. Well, we can all practice social uh, distancing and be on LinkedIn and connect. There you go. There you go. That works for all of us. Well, it's great talking to you. Look forward to talking to you again. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.